So now we've got a neural net which in some sense or other embodies the cultural assumptions of a particular time, in a particular language, in a particular place. And we've seen that there are problems to do with possible overfitting or underfitting. And those are problems that we have to address in all sorts of ways that I'm not going to go into here. But in addition to that, there is the separate question of what in this particular context of this particular conversation is the appropriate way to complete a particular prompt, particularly as I've said already, because the conversation may already have gone on for some considerable time. We may have been speaking to our chatbot for many minutes, and therefore it's not just what comes next after so she picked up the knife and, it's what comes next after it given its place in a conversation perhaps of many thousand words. Now those of you that follow this kind of thing will know that this has become almost the crucial question in AI and it's measured by how many tokens a conversation can be, how many tokens long a conversation can be, which is not quite the same thing as how many words, but it isn't far different. And the answer to that is, how far back can we go while still retaining some sense of the meaning, the integrity of the conversation. And this is where we need a different piece of mathematics. This is where we need two pieces of information or two techniques to do with vectors. One of them is simply the concept of a vector that's not two or three dimensions in shape, but potentially hundreds or even thousands of dimensions. Because if we take a sufficiently large number of numbers and put them into a vector, and those numbers, in some sense, that I'll come back to, reflect the totality of the conversation that has gone before, then that vector will be a very good representation against which we can measure a potential completion. So, the longer that that vector can be, the better, provided we can populate it with numbers that make enough sense and that are relevant. And this is called an embedding. And it's something that we can use really quite crudely, not even in the context of artificial intelligence, in a way that I'd, I'd just like to explain. Let's suppose that you're unfortunate enough to present your beak with an essay and the beak says, you didn't write this. Yes, I did, sir. No, you didn't. I can tell that you didn't because I've done an embedding comparison on it and all your previous essays and it bears no resemblance to them at all. Sir, are you accusing me? Etc. No. How do I do that? Well, let's suppose we have two vectors. 
And let's, for the sake of argument, take simple three-dimensional vectors for a start, although the ones that we're going to be interested in have hundreds or even thousands of numbers. Now, those two vectors represent, or can be taken to represent, two directions in three-dimensional space. And therefore, there will be an angle between them. Inasmuch as they point in the same direction, or very close to the same direction, the angle will be very small. And the further apart they point, or the bigger the divergence between them, the larger the angle between them will be, up to a maximum of 180 degrees. So, since we know how to measure the angle between two vectors, if I have a, a vector size 3 that represents your latest essay, and another vector size 3 that represents everything else you've ever written for me, and I calculate the angle between them, and it comes to 180 degrees, or even something quite large and maybe negative, my reasonable conclusion would be that this is not your work. Now, of course, what you're going to say in your defence, because Etonians are nothing if not resourceful, is, but, sir, you've only taken a vector size 3. The rich of my essay, the, the depth of my knowledge, the eloquence of my prose means that this is a pathetically small number and therefore it would be perfectly reasonable for you to get the wrong answer and therefore to draw the wrong conclusion. Of course, that's what you're going to say. So instead, I am going to take a vector with many thousands, well, certainly hundreds of numbers that represent an extraordinarily detailed representation of what you have written. Not only its syntax, its grammar, its spelling, its punctuation, but its semantics as well, in a very, very complicated process. And so I will say, I don't just have a three-dimensional vector, which could just by pure chance be wrong, I've got something which, be, be, which measures your essay style to such remarkable degree or extent that it is almost inconceivable that it could be completely mistaken. And so if I take another vector that I have devised using the same rules from everything else you have ever written for me, and I compare it with the vector of the essay that you have just submitted, pretending that you had written it, and they diverge by 120 degrees, then I'm still going to draw the conclusion that you didn't write it. Or, conversely, that if the angle between them is 3 degrees, you almost certainly did. There is a very interesting statistical question here, that I am not going to go into and not even sure I could do about how close is close. What is the hypothesis test that we would be justified in doing in order to test whether these two vectors are in fact the same or pointing in the same direction? So that's an embedding. And one of the ways we use embeddings is by saying that if we encode this conversation into an embedding, then we are going to be looking for a continuation, a completion, 
whose embedding is at least close to, but preferably not exactly the same as, the embedding of the rest of the conversation, because otherwise it will be going off quite literally at a tangent, off into the bundu. And so my encoding is going to take the conversation to date. It is going to turn the words into tokens, numbers, and it is going to turn those tokens, in some sense or other, into an embedding, probably involving what's called a normalisation, so that the sum of all the, the numbers in the vector is 1. And that's only in order to avoid the numbers getting ridiculously out of control, so that we can reasonably compare one with the other. So we now have an embedding produced by an encoding through tokens for the history of our conversation. And we are going to compare it with the proposed completion and see whether it's close enough to make that completion reasonable. Now, clearly, how long is your completion is going to be a factor in this. It might just be one word. It might be ten words. And in the more sophisticated AIs, we can stipulate how far ahead we try to go. Because clearly, it isn't just a matter of a vector that says, spread the butter. It could be spread the butter and reached for the jam and took a pint of clotted cream and poured it all over and spilt some on the floor. In other words, the fact that we have so many words doesn't prevent us from having even more. We can have as many words as you please, but that is going to have some, as we call it in computer science, cost, because there will be a computational overhead associated with that extra length. And of course, when we're dealing with millions and millions of these calculations, that computational cost can become very expensive and so prohibitive. And so the further ahead you want the computer to look, the longer the completion you want it to give, the heavier the cost, the more expensive the calculation, the slower the process. And this is why there is still such an enormous interest in trying to make these processes as fast as we possibly can.